As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Are you looking for more out of your life? Do you need ideas on how to start new businesses and how to move forward in your own personal life? Well, guess what? You have come to the right radio show. At You Can Overcome Anything podcast show, you will learn and hear from many people from all walks of life who are sharing their challenges, their stories, the habits, and the mind shifts they have to overcome to become who they are today. On top, you will get a chance to connect and see how you can overcome anything by networking and learning about your next move through this radio show. I present to you our great speakers at You Can Overcome Anything podcast show with your host, Cesar Espino. Hello there and welcome back to another episode of You Can Overcome Anything Podcast Show. It is your friend Cesar Espino and today I have a special guest. Her name is Karine Walsh. Hey Karine, how are you? Hey Cesar, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for uh, being here on the show. Before we dive in, I want to give our listeners and viewers a little bit of your background. Um, Karine is a startup advisor, investor, serial entrepreneur, executive coach, healer, author, and podcaster. She is the CEO and founder of uh, Riban Pologics LLC, a seven-figure boutique consulting and coaching company. She has 17-plus years entrepreneurial and executive experience leading and advising industry leaders. Her unique approach in her service-based business has a lens of people, process, and technology, and hyper-focus on leadership to help business scale. Clients include trillion-dollar companies like BlackRock, uh, Groupon, Broadridge to start up uh, companies, getting ready to launch. She has built a seven-figure business by helping source the expertise her clients need and coaching leaders on how to align what they love with what they do and monetize it. She believes if you are not growing, your business won't grow and uses her books, Lead with Value and Be a Badass, along with her podcast, Your Badass Journey, as ways to share the methods of personal and professional growth with you. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> you know, that is amazing. Like, what else do you do, right? I know, right? That's done, like so. just the skim of it. I mean, yeah. to try to put your bio after all these years into a yeah. paragraph, you did a great job reading it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> um, so, so, Kareen, let, let me tell you, like, t- tell me a little, about, a little bit about your background. Like, where are you originally from? What was your upbringing like? Uh, yeah. Tell me more about that. Yeah, sure. Of course. So um, I basically am a daughter of immigrant parents. Um, 
my I'm Middle Eastern, so my family is Palestinian Lebanese. And what was fortunate for when I was conceived over there, my father got an opportunity over here in the States and they came over pregnant with me. So I am truly American is how I see it with a lot of cultural influences. And I was raised um, under a father who was really success driven and a mother who had very strong values in how we connect and relate to people. So I I mean, I, it's literally the baseline of everything I do um, yeah. was how I was raised. So and it was I was raised here on the East Coast uh, mainly, but I've lived I, I'm one of those. Uh, I, I'd like to say I have Bedouin blood from mm-hmm. being from that side of the world because I have moved across this country, I think, like 13 times. It's been wow. insane. I should have owned a moving company <laughs> because <laughs> so much. But right. in throughout my adult life, yeah, I've lived in several places. Yeah, and no, I'll got you. Now, let me ask you this. Obviously, you, you know, you were born here and, and your parents were uh, from not from America. Um, right. G- growing up, though, like, was that any any there w- was there any um, challenges? Did you, you know, feel like you didn't fit in? Do you feel like anything different? Right. I mean, just for that. Of course. Thing. Yes, yeah. of course. Of course. Because, you know, the American way is like a conformed way, right? Like the, it's based on judgment. It's based on oppression. It's based on you must fit in in order to belong and succeed. And However, that's not what actually makes America great or like makes us who we are and why right. we love being part of this country. And so I, I truly had that influence of um, go after what it is you want, but also learn how to fit in. Because if you can fit in, you can then take advantage of the systems you step into. Like if you're not, don't come in threatening, but come come with purpose or come in with service, a heart of service, then you could find your way. So for me, it was a language also for my first language was really Arabic was what was spoken at home, but that's not spoken anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. like very, very rarely, right? And so I remember coming home one time I was like five years old and I was like scolding my mother because she was talking to me in Arab and Arabic. And I was like, we are in America. You will speak English. You know? yeah, yeah. Because I, I was so stressed being yeah. at school, not understanding what was going on. And that's not their main language. And then coming home to it. So that was a dynamic that I had to yeah. deal with. And I would say that um, it helps me be a really great translator because I have to mm. listen harder um is what i got from that and then you know i was now i feel stupid for not speaking back to her in arabic because i can't speak it very well but i do understand it you know things like that where i just was trying to fit in i'm also curvaceous and in the society i was brought up in here um most of the girls i was around didn't look like me so i also felt very um i was like the dark curly haired girl like it just was a very different environment but i always try to be relational and connect and not come with judgment that i was being judged for Mm -hmm. in order to build the relationships i have and um but that was another kind of difference from a cultural standpoint yeah got you um there's two things you mentioned i want to tap into that before we tap into that though i wanted to to find out you know uh growing up you know we always have this idea of become and and, or you can be whoever you want to be right 
Yeah. And then as we're developing, you know, obviously I think it's a little bit different, you know, you know, either for, for someone like you or myself too, you know, I, I was born in Mexico city and I came here when I was 10. So, you know, we always have this idea of the cultural aspect or what our parents would want for us to be versus somebody that might be a full blown American, even, even the parents. Right. So there's always yeah. that, that notion of following that, except what was that, that one thing you wanted to follow or you want to become, you know, essentially after high school and, and going to college or things of that nature, what was that one dream or things you wanted to be? Um, I would say, well, if I were going to like a dream state, which was, you know, more younger than that of like, mm-hmm. you know, those questions of what do you want to be when you grow up? I, and initially there was this side of me that thought I would be like a fashion designer okay. and I thought I was going to pursue that. And so I always had the arts as like an underlining part of, of fulfillment for me, but I was, my mother was always like, you know, you're not going to earn any money through the arts. You know, it's like we don't need you to be a starving artist. So like get your business degree first and then figure out how you can like plug in artistic things there. And it was um, I definitely was brought up in a culture that education mattered um, because that's the advantages you get when you at that time, a college degree was worth way more than it is today. And so my my um, I remember applying for colleges and I was like art schools and then business administration had no clue. Right. <laughs> Honestly, like who does have a clue at 18? Nobody. Right. You know, right. it's just such a it's such a pressure to put on people at that age. Um, so what I what I did was I went through the process of getting the degree was not an academically inclined person, but I was fortunate to get into George Washington's business school, George yeah. Washington University. And I was very lucky that I was in a pilot program that mimicked an MBA. And so I realized about myself that if it's not immersive, then it's not for me. I have to go in deep and fast and get out. And so what I realized with the business education, it was like, I really could do anything with that because, you know, behind Mm -hmm. everything is a business model. And I had no idea what type of career I wanted, but I knew that I wanted to lead. I knew that I wanted to make a difference. And I definitely had a knack for bringing people together to accomplish something. Um, it really wasn't until I turned 30 that I launched my first company. Um, and that, that then I found like entrepreneurship was totally my game because I love change. I love challenges. I, I'm very much into complex problems. And then I can be really creative in how I step into strategic uh, work. But then I can also work with the marketing departments and the creative departments and the like, how do you represent what this product and the service is? So I'd say I really didn't land on what I wanted to be um, because I, I always found that I come with a bag of tricks and then I see <laughs> where it can be leveraged. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And so, you know, for, for those that are listening, you said you at the age of 30, you know, it's kind of when you you, you, you started your first company. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I hear this, uh, this idea that it might be too late for me to start something, right? Or, or, right. Might be, or I'm too young to even know what to do, right? Um, what would be your advice? Obviously, again, uh, the, yeah. the idea of, you know, there's an idea of what we want to become when we yeah. grow up. Sometimes, oftentimes doesn't work out. And again, as you mentioned, many of us, we go to school. Um, and sometimes we, we take some classes or, or we, we, a particular degree that is not even in the field we're working on. Right. And so that's just part of that. So what would be your advice based on that journey 
the lessons learned and the fact that, hey, at, even at the age of 30, whether you, you think some of us might think that's too old, some of us might think that's too young, you still started your first company. And that's the biggest challenge because yeah. people end up falling under that that spectrum of, well, am I too old? Am I too, too late yeah. to the game? You know? Yeah. You know, judgment doesn't lead us anywhere, right? <laughs> like it's when we are constantly self-judging and taking on the judgment of others as to what right. our success model is. Like it is so crazy to me. Um, what's amazing, I should I should backtrack. What's amazing to now, mm -hmm. now the time now is like you literally can learn anything about any industry and how you fit into it based on your skill set at any time. You can either pay right. for it through formal education or you can literally go onto YouTube and like learn it. Like it is insane the information age we're in right now. But what you're talking about is the belief in self. What you're talking about is the mindset, the opening of how do I know that this is right for me or I want this, but everyone around me is like, no, 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 go do this. Well, never let the limitations of others become your own. That's my number one saying. I find that um, we are brought up in a limited mindset because we have to check a box or get an A or like get to get that promotion, we have to show up a certain way, but we choose what system we step into, you know? And the reason why I launched my first company at 30 was because I was in other people's systems. I was in that judgment cycle or that here's the system I have to step into and master in order to achieve, in order to receive my value of that achievement in someone else's business. And I found that this is exhausting. This is not even aligned with my value system or my skill set. I'm not even maximizing who I am. I'm sure you have people watching and listening right now who are tired and fatigued of just collecting a check without being passionate about how they show up every day. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So like it, it really became that kind of shift for me to realize I am the master of my own domain. <laughs> I am the one that sets the rule. And if I don't know something now I can find it out. I mean, it is so fast to find out. And I also think that people investing sometimes in the mentors and the advisors before the education, right? Like it's to understand how did you get there? Like go find the people who are ahead because I, I guarantee what you're thinking about doing has probably been done before, but maybe not done in your circle at your age or maybe it's that product needs refinement, needs to come out, right? But it's for you. Those messages are coming to you and for you. Right. So how do you get ahead? Go talk to the people who have done something similar and say, how did you get here? What was your process? What would you do different? You know, yeah. and that's how you accelerate your growth. You know, as you go to the people who've gone before and then get on that education path or immersive um, certifications or even shadow, like see if you could go shadow that person and say, can I see what it looks like to be in your shoes for a week yeah. for free? Gotcha. See how that comes, you know, and then go right. launch your thing or you realize there's a business you want to be more a part of and you go work for them because they have aligned values to you. And there's so many ways these days to create wealth and to follow your dreams and um, go after it. But it all starts with your mindset. All of it. Yeah. And, and kind of to add to what you mentioned, you I have here in my notes that you you said, you know, your path is yours to follow in no one else's and you're right i mean oftentimes you know we we're following somebody else's path even when we don't realize it and and you know come to think about it is like you know you got to follow your own path right yeah and so uh, like when that, you started your business when you started launching and real estate and everything right 
was was that something you dreamt of initially? Nah. Initially, right. no. Right now, yeah. No. yeah, yeah. And so when you started to go into it and really step into it, did you know anything about it? No. No, right? But now right. look at you, like it because you consistent. You took action. It started to fulfill a need for you. You started to get excited about it. You love a big deal. You'll go after it, right? Like there's all this alignment that you found, but you cannot find that alignment without trying. Right. You know, and, and, and I and think it, that's needs yeah. To be and heard. I was yeah, and I was gonna say, and it goes back to what you mentioned too, is you know being able to get uh, to an extent, uh, being able to to find somebody that has already done it, you know. And, and, and you go out and do it. And, you know, again, oftentimes, I mean, I, I, I too have an MBA and, and, you know, I'm not saying nothing about, I'm not knocking traditional education. By all means, it's great. I've been there. Yeah. Except again, I also know a lot of people that um, have spent thousands of dollars getting student debt to get a degree that is not serving them where you can probably just turn around and take a portion of that money and hire a mentor to yep. teach you something you actually have genuine interest for that is yeah. going to help you get they're, you know, even better and faster and cheaper than traditional school per se. hundred percent. And I love that because it, it's not shared enough. Right. Those, those stories of like, go find the people who have gone before you learn from them. And now everybody's a content machine. Yeah. So there's right. so much information. So, yeah, out there, right? out like, there's, sure. there's so much to learn. But then, but I love that you just said, like, invest in a way <laughs> that actually helps you advance by other people's lessons learned you know, like it's your, it's your whole branding around. You can overcome anything. It's also that overcoming that piece of overcoming. Those are where the lessons are that other people can benefit from. And it's right. so great that you have this platform to share those yeah. type of stories because someone needs to hear it, you know, so they go after their own, their own dream, their own vision. And uh, the other thing I also like to say, Caesar, is that I reserve the right to change my mind. So what happens also when we are conformed in these systems is that we think we have to be that hamster in the wheel and keep stepping into someone else's system. However, if you just change your mind and say, no, there's something better for me out there and you're stepping off that wheel to go and do this exploration for what's next, that's also okay. It's, it's okay to change your mind with a strategic plan of what you're going to go after next. But so many people feel so stuck of, well, what if I walk away from this addiction to this check. And then I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Well, go discover what you want to do next while you're still collecting that check and right. start investing in yourself that way. Right. It's there's like so many different tracks you can be on to go after yeah. what you want. Exactly. Um, earlier today, you were talking about two things that really resonated with me and you talk about purpose and service, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to go a little bit deeper on that just because I think that um, oftentimes, you know, one of the things that we we as people keep seeking for is that purpose and 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 being able to define what that purpose might be. Yeah. And then even further, when you talk about service, right? Um, I really enjoy that because again, uh, I think it was Six Sigler that mentioned, you know, um, if you give people, if you give enough people what they want, you'll get anything that you you want, right? Essentially, and that that comes the idea of that service. Yeah. And so um, kind of dive into that. And I want to uh, get that from from your perspective of, you know, even becoming a, a serial entrepreneur, how yeah. those two uh, actually have played a role in, in, your, in your career, in your in your journey. Yeah, no, great questions. You know, I think people think purpose is like almost sometimes when you say the word, it feels really heavy. Mm -hmm. What's my purpose? Like it has right. to be this this grandiose statement. Right. 
<laughs> and it could be something as simple as like, my purpose is to teach somebody something new every day. Like mm. my purpose is to show love to whoever I interact with. Like purpose is something that is so embodied and so aligned with who you are. It's actually quite easy to define, you know? And so for me, right. like my purpose is to make sure everybody that I exchange with, exchange my values with and receive value from, right? That's that's that lead with value book that you mentioned earlier that I talk about. It's all about this value exchange, right? That every time I am showing up with my values known so that I can understand their values that they're giving me, but also that they know that they matter and what they want matters. Mm. Like anybody who interacts with me know, feels seen, feels heard and know they matter. Right. And that's my purpose. It's like I meant to help them rise up to who they're meant to be, their fullest potential. And that's what I build all my services from. So then you talk about service, right? Mm -hmm. As a service based um, business, which is most of the businesses I'm in, I am invested in some product businesses, but I make sure that there is an alignment of value for the services my team provides and how I show up in the room, but also it's aligned with a value system that I believe in for my clients that I work with and how we all work together going forward. So I do have a heart of service. That is something I realized really young. It got taken advantage of for many years, many years. It took me Caesar before I learned my true worth in this world mm -hmm. and that um, I didn't have to expend myself in order to earn, I had to really reconstruct that story in order yeah. to truly provide a fulfilling life. Um, but that is, you know, how to show up in service. I come from the heart. My, my top three values are love, creativity, and integrity. And if those three values aren't showing up in an exchange with other people or in the businesses that I build or the team that I put together or the clients that I attract, it's not for me, you know? And, and I cannot, if I don't have that right value exchange, show up in my purpose because then I'm being taken advantage of or I'm or it's like too combative or it's not aligned with like how I want to show up every day. So they do have to integrate right. um, in order to find a level of fulfillment and feel successful in what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, I really love the way you talk about purpose um, because you're right. A, a lot of times you know, it is this, this huge heavy aspect of you're trying to search for it and look for it. And, and, and uh, I didn't think of it from that perspective that, you know, it doesn't have to be um, that complicated or complex as people may, may, might make it seem, you know, it's being able to just create a small purpose that is, that eventually would, you know, open up all the doors and it will lead to something bigger and greater. Right. Except again, yeah, it's from, from the there. inside. Yeah, it's from the, right. but your purpose is from the inside. And I think a lot of people make it complex because they feel like it's an, out, an outward facing thing. It's, it's like from the inside is your purpose. How you show up in it is your service, you know? And, and I think that's really important distinction for people to start feeling less heavy about it and be like, what is my inner purpose? Now, how do I build everything around me to align with that purpose is, is the fun part. You know? Yeah, definitely. And then um, you talk about everything's the mindset, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think that's huge. There's a, an African proverb that talks about when there's no enemy within, there's no enemy outside that do us no harm, 
right? Mm-hmm. And I believe on that a lot because, again, the, the biggest battle, the biggest war, you know, obviously there's a lot of things happening in the world for sure. Um, and, 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 and we can see that, except, again, for a human being, for an individual, the biggest war taking place is the one inside your head, right? Oh. Yes. And and so that can either make you or break you. Um, yep. Obviously, you've gone through a lot and you have a very good journey of, of just, you know, being um, around the, the right type of people and doing all of that. I said before that, how do you start yep. working on getting your mind in the right path I, or in the right way? Because that's that's the biggest thing is like, well, how can I start getting focused and, and working on my mind? How do you, how do you do yeah that? I mean I think it's an awareness first of all it's an awareness when something doesn't feel like a fit or if you're constantly sitting in a judgment energy or if you're saying and here's what judgment sounds like in your head I can't and I don't if you're constantly saying the not statements you're sitting in a ton of judgment so you have to ask yourself well how can I and what is for me and what is the ability to step into that? A lot of us, unfortunately, in these days, because we are so um, inundated with a lot of BS information, right? It starts to cloud the mind. And what I mean by BS information, it's all the interwebs and all the social platforms and all this um, ability to allow crap into your mind <laughs> and muddy it up. And so your belief system starts to get challenged if, it, if you don't have a strong core belief system in who you are and what your purpose is and what you're meant to stand in this life for. So you have to also filter that out. You have to find your filtering mechanisms to say what is true to me and what's the BS I need to ignore. And I don't think people do that enough. I really don't. And so that's created a clouded mind. Right. So first, it's the awareness. Like, am I standing in the cloud? Or am I actually clear? And one of my, someone asked me recently, like what, in, in another interview, like what is your superpower? And I say, I bring clarity. Like clarity is my superpower. We remove all the muck and get clear on what is it that you want? What do you stand for? What do you want to go after? And have a space to actually dialogue it on it without judgment. Because judgment is the first thing we're so used to, to listening to that stops us, right? <clears throat> Right. So I'd say I'd say that is the first part is the awareness recognition. And I was not always like this. I'm telling you, like yeah. if you if you grab my be a badass book that has all the tools into how I became who I am now. But it was a journey, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> a lot of judgment, a lot of self-loathing. I mean, I was sitting in this energy of like not believing in myself, not feeling great about myself, not. Uh, and all the not and the don't don't statements. You see, I'm even saying yeah. it right. Yeah. Like yeah. literally, that was my mindset because I had been crushed down so hard from my own belief system to to belong. And I had to redesign the whole thing. So how did I do that? I went and found the experts, you know, our, and, you know, from the last few years, mental health game is on point finally to start representing that we are being challenged and we need the help. Right. Right. But it's been a dilemma of, uh, especially in this country, for a long time, you know, so it took something so severe for all of us to start paying attention and have a conversation, say, I actually had my therapy session today. I talked to my coach today. I went to this, you know, healing session, like to make it normal to actually say I'm not well and I need help from a mental standpoint, I think. Um, was my own journey on my own path before it became so easy to talk about was how I started to reprogram 
to unprogram, I should deprogram because I had to deprogram all the beliefs that were not meant for me to then reprogram into who I truly am today. And that's been a journey and I'm always working on it. Honestly, like it's part of the thing that I think you always have to focus on because there's rites of passage that happens in our life that can create micro traumas and shift our belief system that we need to work through and continue to ask, well, what's true to me right now? And now how do I take that and go after what I want? And, you know, it, it takes consistency to get there. Yeah, no. And, and I, I like the idea of being aware and, and doing that. And, and again, yeah, we're so easily judgmental towards ourselves before anybody else. Right. I mean, I, I yeah. know before too, even, even when I didn't do something right or, or things were not going well, right away, you start telling yourself like, man, you're dumb, you're stupid. You're, you know, you start calling yourself names and, and, and it's like, you want to do it for somebody else. Yeah. You, you're so easily, uh, up to doing it to yourself and i'm like why right yep. and so that, that's part of that and 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 definitely you you drop so many different golden nuggets there in terms of being able to get your mindset right so yep. hopefully everyone that's listening was able to 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 get all of those different things if not go back and hear it again um yeah so um so where did the idea or, or how did the idea of uh becoming a a publisher or a, a an author yeah. i mean uh yeah. i'm about you know having both your books um which one came first and what was the idea behind that yeah no great questions you know um so be a badass six tools to up level your life was the first book i i published because it was just a goal of mine like i was like write a book i had no idea at the start of that year, what that book was going to turn into. But I gave myself a full year of a process to figure out what does it mean to write a book? Like, what is the book about? Like, how do I even can I even write? You know, <laughs> all the things I got to tell you, we kind of have similar stories. When I get my very first book, it was the same. Yeah. Thing, like, you know, I'm not a writer. You know, what am I going to do? And talk about, you know, talking yourself out of it and, and being judgmental. That's exactly yeah. what I was going through my head when yeah. I did this book and I talked myself out of doing it because of that. Uh, and then not to cut you off. I know you mentioned no. something like you first did as something as, as an accomplishment. And, and I got to tell yeah. you, for me, when I changed the dynamics and talking about the mindset and, and also it's there, I, I know that for me, when I uh, first looked at writing the book, there were so many negatives as to why not to write the book. To do it. And I changed the framing and, 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 and the thinking and the mindset. And I said, what if I just do this for me as a self-accomplishment yeah. And, and that's it. There's nothing else. There's no other reason. It doesn't have to go anywhere. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and when I did that, it changed the, the way I saw things from a different lens. It it, it just I, I just literally finished my book super fast and, and it was yeah. really good. And, and I'm glad I did at the end. So I'm sure that was just. I love that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's so great. And and look at now, if you didn't put it out there where where all these people would be from taking your advice and listening to your methodology and like how your beliefs have chartered where you are today. Like, you know, it, it was a journey of can I do this initially, but mm -hmm. it had to come from a place of trying like I do everything. You know, it, it literally was let's see what you can get done by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Can you actually accomplish this? But also, does it align to actually get it published? So it's similar. But I'll tell you what happened to me, though. So I started yeah. writing my the way I set my goals for writing was to just write 10 minutes a day just to get something out of my system, because I didn't know this was like the first three months of the process. And I didn't know if I was a writer. I didn't know what I wanted to write about. Do I have a story here or is there a methodology? All the things. Right. Right. 
And so I would write 10 minutes a day. And then eventually I was like, I think I need a writer coach, writing coach. So like, because like I told you, I'm like, if I don't know it, I'll go hire for it and figure it out from people who've gone before me so that I can accelerate getting it done. So I got this writing coach and we started editing and we put this like, it was like, I don't know. I would like to say it initially was like all these random stories kind of like chunked together, trying to figure out a thread, you know, doing the editing back and forth. And I remember I got to a point, I think it was by that summer, I had like a almost 300 page freaking book. It was insane. And I was going through it and I was like, who cares? Like literally was my reaction. I'm like, no one's going to read this. I don't even want to read this. And I took the whole manuscript and I scrapped it. I was like, this is not the book I meant to write. But what it did do for me was gave me context of specific stories and also realizing anything I write and anything I do, someone has to get value out of it. Like that's one of my pieces. And I was like, okay, what can I do? What can I give people in a book that tells them a little bit about me, but gives them my tools, like gives them. And then that's literally was written in like six weeks once I had that clarity. But the effort I'm just saying, sharing this with people listening and watching. It's like, until you try, you don't know. Right. And it's okay to be like, yeah, this is fine, but let's scrap that <laughs> and yeah. take what you need out of it, like in order to put that forward. And so that was a fun journey yeah. <laughs> of getting um, that book out there. And then, uh, you know, I created a course from it. I, you know, because it's a methodology in there, it, it literally is sharing badass is an acronym. And their I am statement. So that mindset piece is in that book. And then you get exercises in it or actual tools that took me to build my seven figure business practice to stand in authenticity of who I am. All of that is in that book. And and that felt really good to be able to share because these were the questions people were coming to me for. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, I can't keep repeating it. So here's the book. Because I've moved on, but you still need to know these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was that book. And then Lead with Value was a initially it was a challenge from one of my mentors and business coaches. And he's like, can you have a book around leadership together in less than eight weeks? Hmm. And so he challenged me. I love a good challenge. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I was like, I think I can. You're challenging me. Of course, you think I'm capable too. So that's what I did. And so lead with value is how I actually advanced in my career, how I built um, leadership uh, chops. And like also as becoming a leadership executive coach, how I train and support my leaders that I work with in building a value based leadership stance. So that's what that second book is and got launched a year later after the first one. Yeah, that was was the journey. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. No, that's awesome. So, so tell me about uh, now your practice, right? And, and what mm-hmm. is it that, that you're, you're, you're definitely coaching, uh, you know, pretty top tier uh, individuals or companies, right? So tell me yeah. more about that. Um, and, 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 and really how people can also find you uh, if they wanted to work with you. Oh, sure. Yeah. So um, basically, I built my initial business off selling my own time for money as a consultancy right? Like you're basically, I'm the product service selling myself into clients and doing the work that way. And I started to build a really strong reputation that way to the point where they asked me for additional services that were not my skill set. And I, so I had built my, my 
company that way. My, my revampologist is my boutique consulting firm. And then from that, it got me in the room with C-suite leaders and the ability, all these questions kept coming to me. Okay, how do I do this? Or Kareen, this is the scenario. Like what, what would you advise here? And that started to naturally build my executive leadership coaching practice. But then what it really turned into, because that was about, I've been in business now um, 12 years. And so that was like the first four or five years. That was the focus. And then it started to turn into all these entrepreneurs tapping me on the shoulder. Hey, you've built a successful company. Like, how do I do that? Or how do I turn my career into an entrepreneurial venture? And so I started to um, build more entrepreneurial coaching practices and um, programs and workshops <laughs> in order to help people really take advantage of their skill set and start to build um, the entrepreneurial life that they desired. Um, so all things Kareen are at KareenWalsh.com. Um, if you go to KareenWalsh.com slash links, you will get access to some of my workbooks. Like these are free giveaway things you can download and um, I have one. If anybody from this conversation is thinking like, well, how do I align with my purpose? How do I get clear with what I truly want? How do I jump into action? I have a workbook called the Strategic Life Planning Workbook. It's on kareenwalsh.com slash links. And you can download that. And then when you download that, you actually get three audio links to walk you through <laughs> the workbook. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and all for free to get you started on like how to get clear. And then from that, you want to work with me. Obviously, there are links there as well to book time and have strategy sessions or whatever is going on in your business. If you need an advisor, mm -hmm. um, just reach out. You know, like I like I said, I'm a heart of service. I don't know. I also tell all my friends and family, no, I don't know how to turn this off. Like <laughs> you, you and I at dinner. Yeah we'd be talking about whatever's going on with you. And I would probably be solving some things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I had to turn it into a business to make it worth my, all my time, but like, honestly, reach out, ask a question. Um, happy to support. And I'm on Instagram daily sharing my rituals, sharing support there, some, you know, tips that's Kareen Z Walsh, um, on Insta. And you can always DM me there too, and ask some questions or LinkedIn. I'm on. Yeah, no, definitely. Those no, are my two awesome. main socials. Yeah. That does, uh, got you. Um, I want to see if, if we can talk a little bit about some strategies. And I know you have yeah. a lot of, I, you talked about them. You can get them at, at those links. So I'll definitely have yeah, that. Yeah. Tell me. Um, yeah. Tell me about the, uh, the four strategies, uh, four strategic steps to take alignment action. Aligned action. Yeah. So that's yeah. my retrospective exercise, which also is on the site. You can download as well. Um, I love this to help businesses and individuals get aligned and what they're meant to do next. So a lot of people are in the doing, do, 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 but they have no idea is it going in the direction that they originally intended. So you need to have a retrospective on like, what was my original goal and mm -hmm. how am I doing towards it? And you ask these, these, it's three questions and then an action at the end. So it's four steps. So the first question is to celebrate what has been going really well against that original goal, target, whatever you were trying to go after, so that you could celebrate all the things that inched you towards it since the, since the time you said it or the last time you checked in. So what's going really well? And then you ask the question, what do I need to stop doing? Mm. It's so rare that people ask themselves this because they think they have to keep doing things. <laughs> but really, if you take the minute to assess and be like, is there anything that's going on that I need to stop doing? 
like, do I need to um, stop following up with this specific client because mm -hmm. they truly are not buying from me? Or do I need to stop this service at this lower rate and raise my prices because I'm doing extra and I never set a boundary? Like things like that. You want to list out what you need to stop doing to get clear on, again, what no longer fits where you're trying to go. And then the third question is, what do you need to start doing? And this is how you create your action list towards what you want next. And so in that action list also helps you define, oh, well, we really want to accomplish X, Y, Z. I think we need to start doing this. And this is a really great exercise to do with teams, anybody who's working with you, because they will all have input and they'll come up with things that you're like, oh, yeah, like we really do need to stop doing. I didn't even know you were doing that still. Let's stop that. Right. But let's start doing this. So those three are the three main questions. And the fourth step is to now say, what is the best thing for us to act, take action on now? And I always like to do this in a minimum of 30 day containers. Mm -hmm. So like every 30 days, continue to do this retrospective exercise, because then you will be walking in aligned action every 30 days. Some people do it weekly. Mm -hmm. Right. Some people find the alignment and needing to check in every week this way, depending on what stage you are in your business or are you trying to launch something like you don't want too much time to pass. But it really builds transparency uh, as to what's going on and then an aligned action plan as to what to do next. I love that. I love that. Um, that definitely. That's something that anyone that is either uh, in the journey of entrepreneur entrepreneur entrepreneurial should yeah. definitely uh, step into and do that. Um, the other one that I find very interesting, I want you to also elaborate is how to identify and monetize your unique zone of genius. Yeah. So knowing your zone of genius is, is really critical. Um, and it is actually one of, it's like the second part of that strategic life planning workbook that I had shared, but mm -hmm. to identify your zone of genius first step is to understand what lights you up. Like, what are the things that you do or have done that you like would do all day long? And even if you got, you didn't get paid, you'd be like excited to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause a lot of the times we sway away from what lights us up to earn. And right. I love to say, well, what lights you up and how do we figure out how to earn from that? Like that's earning from your zone of genius. Like what lights you up? Right. You know, are there things that light you up? Caesar? we could do it live. Like, so you tell me, like, what are the things that light you up but get excited that if you did all day long? Yeah, I definitely I would say um, one of the things that I definitely like to do is is really um, connect with people and figure out how I can help them, you know, uh, create something right. Uh, yeah. so talking to people. For sure. Yeah. Love it. Connection. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So connections deep. And then your zone of genius based on connection is the problem solving. It sounds like yeah, like yeah. finding solutions to what their needs are or figuring out how they can maybe do it better. Right. right. Yeah. Like so if you did that all day long, you would be so filled up. Right. Yeah. yeah so where does sure. that show up today in your business? How do you do that in your business today? So right now I do that through a couple of different things. One is through this podcast. Yes. Uh, the other one is um, I, I also do uh, coaching and, 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 and mentoring. I don't do as much. So I do that uh, yep. really yeah. on business. Yeah. Um, and then I do that a lot on uh, events. So I do a lot of uh, events uh, like uh, self-development events. So all of those things kind of light, light me up. Yeah, 100%, so percent, right? But, sure. yeah. but you see how you, you show up in service <laughs> and fill your own heart up. But right. you actually found a way to monetize it because those things you just mentioned, I know you don't do for free all the right. time. Right. Sometimes 
yes, it's gifting makes sense. But what a beautiful thing, right? Like you've been able to find the space and the role you want to play in life and build a business out of it. That is how you monetize your zone of genius. You first Mm -hmm. have to figure out what your zone of genius is. And then you figure out how does it fit into an earning model for you? Um, you know, th- and so that's, that's what that is, right? Like a lot of people don't even take the time to understand what their zone of genius is that lights them up. And so that's yeah. always step one. Right. And then how you monetize it. Now you lead everything with that in mind. So if you're someone that works in corporate and you're going after a job in someone else's company, now, you know, that's your zone, go find the companies that will allow you to do it. Right. And make sure you're, if you're doing that all day long, obviously, yes, you'll receive a check. But it's not going to be just about the check. Right. right? And that's been the problem with this mass exodus we're seeing from these companies is that they these people were accepting a check for things that didn't light them up or they were in an environment that didn't light them up. So we have that ability to do it if you focus on your zone of genius and then put that first. Yeah. For your ass. Now, what, what if, you know, uh, you know, obviously um, I might be on a nine to five. I, I find that that's not where I want to be. I find my zone of genius mm-hmm. and um, and kind of I know what fulfills Transition. me. Yeah. And so now it's like, well, you know, again, I'm not an entrepreneur. I think that's where I need to go or I need to have some form of that. How did yeah. I find the place to be able to start fulfilling that? You know, how did I find? Sure. sure. Yeah. To to either let's say okay so um you you turned your zone of genius into entrepreneurial ventures right mm-hmm. for yourself and prior to that would you say you stood in your zone of genius employed by others um i would probably say to an extent yeah for sure yeah, yeah like just based on the roles that i was playing in corporate america you know uh definitely mm-hmm. i would say that that was in alignment with that um yeah and, and stepping out of that i didn't I wasn't doing any of that because I was I got into just real estate investing, which I still sure. do. Um, and then I found out about doing all this other stuff down the line, right? Except yeah, to build like, people. Yeah. yeah. So you've yeah. you've met a necessity for earnings to then find space, right? Because I think that's where the value of financial freedom is mm. the space to invest back in ourselves as to what we truly want out of life, mm-hmm. right? Um And I think when you're going through that transition of corporate work or working in someone else's company to go after your own. So even if you're a solopreneur, even if you're only selling your own service for money, which is that next step, that self-employment step, Mm -hmm. you have to be ready to know that that's also very entrepreneurial. Like you have to understand all the other aspects of doing it on your own. And I I don't think entrepreneurship is for everyone, you know? And I do think we all need solid team members as part of our companies to show up in their gifting to grow together, right? So it's about alignment with the right leadership. But in that transition that you're talking about, that's the first step. It's really, if you have a skill and you, and you know that if you did that all the time, that's your zone of genius. Sometimes you discover your zone of genius needs refinement in order mm-hmm. to sell it out in the market. So there could be a way to invest in yourself, certain certifications to like really hone in on being able to sell yourself individually on that. Um, It could be that you need more experience. Um, So maybe you're freelancing, right? And that's the first step is to take that skill and go freelance it. There's a site, I don't know if you're aware of it called Upwork, Mm -hmm. where you can post yourself as a freelancer for for a specific skill set. And then people who find you at the right rate, right, will engage you on that project work. And it's a really great way to build a portfolio 
of service with clients and also discover, is this right for you? Right. right. Like is, is what I thought was my zone of energy, like my zone of genius of heart of service. Well, how many, I can serve in so many ways. Do I right. want to go serve and be a barista or do I want to serve entrepreneurs and help them build their seven figure businesses? You know, like right. there's a skill set in there that's different. <laughs> so yeah. you also have to align which skills come with your zone of genius so that you can then sell yourself because you're the product and service to yeah. others, whether that's within a company or on your own. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, Karine, I got to tell you, there's so many uh, golden nuggets you've dropped. So <laughs> let me see if I can get a couple more be from you before I let you go. Um, okay. Obviously, you know, we talked about the mindset and I think that's huge. So yeah. are there any things that you do um, on a day-to-day -day basis to keep you on this positive state of mind and, and kind of keep you going uh, in, yeah. in your journey? Well, what do you do? Oh, my rituals. I love my yes. rituals. I started to talk, call my rituals, my self-love session. Cause okay. that's when I like just love on myself every yeah. morning in the sense of, I believe discipline is a the highest form of love. That's mm. just one of my yeah. um, ways I care for myself. So every morning I wake up and I, um, I, I have a meditation space. I light my candles. I journal first. I get all my morning thoughts out. Sometimes they're negative. Sometimes and I turn them into gratitude later, but I have to yeah. get them out of my system. Yeah. Um, and then I set my intention for the day. I sit in meditation or I do breath work um, to really just then reconnect to my body because so many times we can come out of a sleep state and just sleep through the day right. without truly like grounding ourselves in like what is happening now and how can I be intentional now? Um, and then I move my body. So I'll do a workout of some sort to sweat. And th those are the fun things you get to see if you follow me on Instagram, because I share them all the time, because okay. I yeah. believe like you could see me like this yeah. all made up, or you could see me hot and sweaty from a workout. <laughs> like right. this yeah. Yeah. me that just in case we ever meet on the street, either version is real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I, and then I, um, get ready for my day, you know, so that I can be present because if I give to myself first through my daily rituals in the morning, then I can serve all day long. In the past, I used to just go from depletion and that was good for nobody. Mm -hmm. So that was, that's really important for me to keep my mind right, um, is to do those rituals and serve myself first before anyone else. Um, right. and that, then I can go all day, you know, like I literally, I have breathwork sessions too, that I host and tonight I have one. So I, today I go until almost 9 30 PM, but it's because I took care of myself. I'm able to have the stamina for it. Nice. So you also do, uh, you also host the uh, breath work. Breath work sessions. Awesome. Yeah. 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 It's group sessions virtual. So yeah. that's um, breathewithkareen.com if anyone wants to join or learn more about breath work. It has been life changing for me to give myself the space for my own practice in breath work, but also host uh, these sessions with people and the messages I get afterwards of, them giving themselves that time yeah. has been really cool. Yeah. yeah. That's the healer side of me. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And I gotta, <laughs> I gotta say, I, I did that probably um, maybe two years ago, uh, ah. maybe a little bit more that I started doing breath work and definitely is something that I will um, uh, endorse and, and say anyone or recommend for anyone to do. If you haven't got into that, definitely you need to do that because it's definitely a, it's a sense of being able to be grounded. It helps you many different ways you see a lot of different things. Clarity will show up for you in many different ways. So definitely. I, I like it for the releasing too. Like yeah. it, it gives you this, this moment of like getting rid of the energy that is not for you anymore. 
yeah. you know, yeah. and it's just I, beautiful. I'm so glad that you you've had that experience, too, because and it's fun. There's so many different techniques out there, too. Yeah. Right. It's just such a gift. Yeah, I know the first time I did it, definitely, uh, I didn't know there was so much going on. And and oh. and, and, and and I had a, such a major release. And, yeah. you know, I was I was bawling for, I don't know, from where. It, it's it just, so great, uh, though. It's yeah, so yeah, great. It is, it is, for sure. <laughs> and, you know, and so, you again. You have no idea that, that yeah, it's It'll do something to you. I'm so like, great. where did this come from? You know, where did this yeah. come from? But, yeah, it's definitely something great, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so cool. Yeah. Uh, my last question for you is. Yeah. um for the people that are watching us and listening to us, if they are going through any challenge, whatever challenge that might be, what is uh, one or a few things you can say f- uh, that they can start doing so they can start overcoming that challenge? Great. So first I would say, I believe you. Like we're not believed in enough, but I believe you are feeling challenged. So that's the first thing I, w- I would say. The second thing is that I also believe you can make it different if you choose to. So choose to make it better and then seek out the help that you need, you know, ask for help. It's one of the hardest things we're not really trained well on doing is to ask people to listen. Sometimes it's just simply just listen, don't solve it. Just listen to me. Right. Sometimes it's a matter of getting it out through a journaling exercise and getting it out of your system to really identify, well, what is going on? What am I feeling challenged by? And then ask yourself, who or what do I need to learn or do to make it different and give yourself the permission to make it different? Because a challenge is just a moment in time of something that's a little bit off center. It's just a little bit off. You can dial it back to where it needs to be or throw it out the window and start with something else. But know that the challenge is just a, a notification. It's a way of telling you something needs to be different. So face it. And trust that there are people around you that can help you get through it if you need it. Um, but be truthful to yourself, you know? Yeah, I love that. I love that. And, and as you mentioned, there's a choice and you got to choose, choose um, you know, where do you want to be? And I do believe that the choices and decisions that we make today will determine the quality of life that we have tomorrow. And if we make the wrong choice, we have the ability to pivot immediately and make a different choice and don't just stay hung up on that. So I love That's that. That's right. Yeah. We're adults. I also like to tell people you're an adult, you're, you know, generally watching this. So you can choose like yeah. what you do next. Adult yeah. it, like step up into that adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the beauty. Yeah, I definitely love that. No, uh, Karine, I got to tell you, I had a, such a great time. And as you mentioned, I can probably go on and on uh, on this uh, with you <laughs> for sure. Yeah, uh, I t- yep. Told you can't turn it off, man. Yeah, exactly. No, this is good. This is good. Um, so again, thank you for being on the show. Really appreciate you being here. Anything else you want to say before um, I let you go? No, I really appreciate meeting with you and, and having this conversation. And I hope your listeners and viewers are are you know, even more into what you have created and the platform that you've put together because it's needed. So thank you for having me on the show. And if I could be of service to your audience, I just hope they reach out and hopefully we'll have a conversation again soon. Yeah, no, I'd love it. Definitely. Well, thank you again for all of that. And uh, for those that are watching and listening, do me a favor, go ahead and connect with Kareen on her social media, go to Amazon, pick up her books, Uh, go ahead and just do me a favor and share this message because definitely somebody needs to hear this message. And I'll see you guys for the next episode of You Can Overcome Anything podcast show. Thank you. 
Hi, I'm Cesar Espino, real estate investor, business coach, and consultant, and author of the book, You Can Overcome Anything Even When the World Says No. My number is 424-501-6046. In my book, I talk about making the necessary changes to shift your mind for prosperity and certainty. Pick up your copy at Amazon. I also love helping families with their real estate and can purchase your house fast and all cash. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. My number is 424-501-6046. Thank you for having me today. I am so glad you tuned in to this podcast. You can find me at Spreaker.com where you can like and subscribe. And to learn more about myself and my services, you can find me at www.cesarrespino.com or you can also find me at Facebook under Cesar R. Espino. Once again, thanks for joining me. I am looking forward to having you at the next episode and know that you truly can overcome anything. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.